The real challenge is um, just different parenting styles and different personalities. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like probably hardest on the kids because they have to go back back and forth between two totally different households that have different rules, different expectations and things like that. So um, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. But I think that, um, I mean, my hope is that both households have their own important things to teach the kids so that they actually end up being maybe more well-rounded because they've had four parents instead of two. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoated podcast, where every week we bring you real, raw, and unfiltered conversations designed to motivate and inspire you on your journey through motherhood, relationships, and career. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Thanks for spending this time with us. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, ladies. Let's. <laughs> uh, Ryan was giving me heck for not knowing how to read. I'm sorry, <laughs> English is not my first language, but I'm still going to read the bio, Ryan. Okay, <laughs> so are you guys ready? Because today we have Pamela Pearson in the house. Woo! Okay, so here we go. Here's her bio. Uh, so Pamela is the director of operations for Centis Automov- Autom- Automotive. <laughs> Okay, it's the Polish automotive, okay, and has dedicated the past 15 years to HR, team culture, event planning, IT management, facilities, and overall dealership operations. In 2007, Pamela graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts and Education, taught for a year, and then realized that the education system was not for her. It is not for me either. Mm. I cannot teach my children. (laughs) Uh, Next was a self-described failed attempt at car sales that lasted only six weeks. So she began to assist COO Adam Rich with operational tasks. She now oversees three dealerships and nearly 200 employees. Pamela takes pride in creating and supporting structure and processes and creating a great work environment for the dealership's team. Yay, yay. To processes and structure, which we are not. So uh, (laughs) maybe we'll learn something today. In the past several years, Pamela has become more involved in our community as the chair of BC Cancer Foundation's Discovery Luncheon, chair of committee member from 2012 to 2020, president of the Kelowna Chambers of Commerce uh, from 2022 to 23, and director since 2019. And still heavily involved as immediate past president. In the past years, uh, she has been nominated as Kelowna Chambers Top 40 Under 40. I wish I ever, I did, but now I'm like 43. So oh, that you was be. my <laughs> Now, now we just nominate 40 over 40. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the City of Kelowna Citizen of the Year. She won the Volunteer of the Year Award from the Chamber of Commerce and most recently won the prestigious Kelowna Women of Business Award uh, in 2023 Women of the Year. Yes, she did. And we were there to cheer her on. She is enjoying having the opportunity to give back to the community that has given so much. Pamela looks forward to helping her company become a highly desired employer in 2024 and beyond. Educating our young professionals on the value of the chamber, continuing to be engaged in our local community and inspiring those around her to get involved and be the best they can be. 
Welcome, Whoa, Pam. Welcome. You, yes, you I did so good. Like, you so well. I know. I was like, man, the last bit. I'm like, I'm giving You're her. You're giving it. So good. It was <laughs> so it also your birthday? Didn't I see a Yesterday. post? Yesterday. Yes. Happy, Ooh, happy birthday. birthday. 41 now. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so she'll be in the top 40 over 40. Yeah. I have to wait till I'm not part of the chamber to actually be nominated. So is that next a thing? year? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Just, I mean, this, the judges are the uh, separate. But not the chamber, um, but just for appearance sake, mm. uh, we try to make sure that there is no appearance of favoritism or anything like that. So, oh, okay. Just the appearance. Just gotta, there's actually favoritism. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait my turn. Yeah. Oh, your time will come. Well, listen, Linda, Linda, honey, I love that. <laughs> um, what the heck? You are one amazing freaking woman. Like, do you, like, when do you sleep? When do you eat? <laughs> Tell us a little Tell bit about what it is that you do. Well, based on how I feel right now, uh, I could have a nap like right here <laughs> on the table. Um, yeah, uh, sleep is kind of not r- really that existent in my life. Um, unfortunately, I don't sleep that well in general. Um, but I do try to go to bed fairly early because I get up early to go to the gym and, and try to fit all the things in. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, yeah. we were just discussing our gym, gym morning and how Pamela does not like when somebody takes her spot. So whoever's in Pam's class... Get out. Do not, do not sit in my spot. Yeah, do not sit in her spot or... Yeah. She goes a half an hour early to claim her spot. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So tell us... Commitment. Little, right? It is commitment. Yeah. Yeah. To being I mean, neurotic, maybe. Well, <laughs> well, it's okay. Well, it's okay. We all have our vices. At least I can admit it. Yeah. Um, yeah, to tell us a little bit more. So you're a mom, a wife. How many children do you have? Because all we see is Pamela Pearson, woman of, woman the, of year. the year. <laughs> she's here, she's I think there, she she's two everywhere. Boys. <laughs> I do, I do have two boys, Kate and Kale. They are almost 21 and 23. Um, oh, how did so, you have, you look too young for this. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bonus mom. They are bonus kids to me. Um, so I've been with them for just about 14 years. Oh, wow. And um, so, yeah, I met them when they were seven and nine. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, fun years be- became a, meet. yeah, it was a fun challenge. <laughs> a fun challenge, which yeah. she was up for. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yes, and I have a husband named Darcy who um, he is, I'm so grateful for him because he's so supportive of me doing all of the things that are are important to me outside of the home. And so, yeah, he's there rooting me on and um, making me delicious dinners. He's the chef in our house. That's one thing, one talent I was born without. Mm. Um, (laughs) So he is uh, an amazing cook, made me an amazing birthday dinner last night. So, um, yeah. Amazing. Well, what did he make? Yeah. We had crab. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was like a crab feast. Yeah. Um, Jarcy. In... uh, or New Year's Eve of last year, I had crab for the first time and I was like a child, like getting the crab out of the shells and so excited. And so, yeah, he made me that for my birthday dinner. It was very delicious. Nice. Yum. I'm actually getting used to like Lee cooking. He, because I've been so busy and he's been home a little bit earlier 
each weekend because, you know, events and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's, I'm actually stepping out of the kitchen because we had a bit of a conversation about, you know, him wanting to do something for me and then right. me always coming in and oh, I'll mm. just make the potatoes. Da, 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 da. And one right. time I made the freaking potatoes and I put them in the oven and he then peeled potatoes. I, I forgot to tell him. He peeled the potatoes da, 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 and he turned on the oven, burnt the potatoes right. that already were in there right. and we got so mad that I like just kiboshed his plan. Right. right. So the last few times on the weekends, I've stepped out of the kitchen, even though I really, really, really wanted to. <laughs> but I needed to give him that, that space. And, you know, he came and he's like, I really appreciate you allowing me just to learn how to like time manage. And because, you know, he's like, I'm in the kitchen struggling, but you didn't, you step know, in. step yeah. in. Because you yeah, didn't micromanage. No, I did not micromanage. Good for you. That's. I feel like cheers to that with our well, waters right? here, cheers, folks. Cheers. A tea. <laughs> coffee. And, yeah, coffee, tea. No mimosas today. That's good. Yeah, good actually, for you. I was listening to one of the podcasts you did the other day, this morning, while I was working, and uh -oh, I was like, "Do I get now. mimosas too?" <laughs> like that's my favorite thing, especially with your ratios of yeah. how you make oh, them. Oh, like yeah. it's right up my alley. <laughs> Next wow. time. Oh, have you Next seen those like Instagrams where it's like? Um, send this to a friend and it's like a spray bottle of the orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like one little spray. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, I think we're taking a break from, mm. I mean, this last little bit, the events just have been nonstop. You know, after COVID, so right? It just like everything exploded, exploded and we're all fighting for people to come to events. Yes, because you know, mm -hmm. you know, because you you manage events, you you speak at them, you host them. Like, how are you finding this transition into? Well, all the events. What yeah. I was the um, secretary of the pres or of the chamber during COVID. The president um, in twenty twenty uh, basically got to do absolutely no events. Mm -hmm. Didn't get to really speak at anything. Everything was Zoom. Felt really bad for him. So then 2021 came and we're like, okay, let's pretend that 2020 didn't happen. Everybody stay in the same positions you are. And so the president mm. stayed the president and he still didn't get to Aww. do anything for the that Aww. whole year. And then I became the president the following year. And our very first board meeting of the new board term was when everything opened up and I was able to like actually host a, a board meeting in person. Yeah. Um, and then it's been crazy since then, uh, chamber things for me specifically, but then like all of the other things that are going on. And the more involved you get in the community, the more things there are to do. Totally. Yeah. And so like, yeah, trying to figure out what you have time for, prioritize which ones you want to be at. And sometimes you just have to say no, even if your FOMO is Large. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of did that this month. There was some, I was like, I'm going to go to a certain amount. And then when I had my kids, I was like, I'm going to go to less that week, even though there was stuff happening that I wanted to go to. Because yeah. this one week I had my kids, I realized I was out four nights of the week. And I'm like, well, that's a lot. Yeah. When you only get them every other week. I For was sure. like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I can tell that there is a, a desire for connection. People mm -hmm. are wanting to get out and do things and connect with people, but it is, you can tell that people are wanting more of the like intimate um, types of events where they can like sit down and 
and get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, so those types of events are, I find, are very popular. And then the ones where it's like, you know, a lot going on, sometimes those ones are the ones that people are like, ah, if I might just not pick that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we just had our event um, not well, on Thursday. Thursday, oh, yeah. Thursday yep. And we got some phenomenal feedback because we're doing things a little bit differently. We're not just a networking event. Yes. We're doing workshops and providing people with tools. And then, you know, the conversation that happened um, at the end when yeah. we were doing the workshop were so empowering and yeah like you, people cried and yeah. like it was so good so, yeah. you know and people felt when they left they didn't feel alone and that's the mm-hmm. whole you know purpose of this that mm-hmm. we're all in it together and yeah just having women share their stories you're you are inspiring somebody who might think I'm just doing this by myself right yeah and yeah there was one one girl uh, there that sh- and her husband were there and we did a, a like co-ed event oh yeah that was pretty fun that was fun because you know you got to kind of see the dynamics of mm-hmm. how we interact because there's a lot of women only events yes that's why I like the chamber actually because then there's guys and girls there so that's nice that's only because yes. you're looking yeah. to hook up no <laughs> But I do like that vibe of the chamber. There is like the men and the women. Yes. It's like, it's just, there's a lot of women only ones here, which is great, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Well, and I think that it's good that there is a variety because, you know, different events appeal to different people at different times in their weeks, months, years. And so sometimes you do want to get out and be around sort of a mix of people. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you do want to just have a ladies only event like mm-hmm. I'm having on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love your events. Yeah. They're intimate events. Yeah. yeah, I do. I really enjoyed last time when we went on the wine tour. Yes. It was fun because, you know, you on a bigger scale, yes, we chat and we socialize and hello, hello. But this one, because we're on the bus and you're sitting next to somebody and you're sharing, you know, the space. It, the space <laughs> I got to know some uh, ladies. Pretty, yeah. you know, intimately. And, and it was nice because it's like, holy man, we have stuff in common. And now mm. you have that bond and yes. that relationship. The versus- bond. I love that. Yeah. And then mm. this is the second one I've done this year of a wine, like a full day wine tour where most people don't know each other, mm-hmm. maybe have like pat- cross paths at events or whatever. But um, to see at the end of the day, people who maybe didn't know each other at the beginning are now like you know, best friends? Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and like can be your safe place if you need one at the next event. Like, right. oh my God, I can't believe you're here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the more of that community you have, the, in my opinion, like the better life is. And yeah. I never really thought that I needed that or that I was missing that. Um, I moved to Kelowna in 2002 to go to school. And I'm like a head down, work hard. I had like five jobs to put myself through university. And I mean, you create some relationships with the people you work with or like customers or whatever, but I never had this like rally of people that um, you feel are really supportive for you um, until the last few years, like being part of the chamber and some of the other things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love, I love the feeling of that support and then being able to give that support back. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, it makes life better. Yeah, that's awesome. It does yeah. definitely. I know because when we moved here in two years, two and a two years and a bit, two and a half. Can we say yeah, half? I no. think half now. Yeah, 
I don't know. Um, yeah, we like bonded and quickly we found our community and just the support. You know, yeah. we were both going through stuff and we could lean on each other and lean on the people around us. And yeah, yeah it was a good feeling where in the previous cities, I mean, yes, you had your friends, but it wasn't as um, like everybody had their things to do. Right. Right. It's not like, oh my gosh, I really need your help. Can you come and help me? Right. Kind of deal. Yeah. Here, I can reach out to multiple women right. if I'm on a bind mm-hmm. or they can reach out to me. Right. And we're there for each other. What a great feeling. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's awesome. So tell us a little, because now I'm curious. So you have these 20, you have like adult men in your house. Yes. Yeah. And uh, how is that? <laughs> I mean, it's actually great. Um, you know, there were the teenage years that are a struggle, I think, for most mm-hmm. Uh, families, they're especially split households because they go the same as you back and forth. Um, you know, it's very challenging uh, to have the separate households and and navigating how to co-parent and do all of those mm-hmm. things. But as they get older, it's like the they come back around part. And that's right. kind of where we're entering right now, where, you know, you can you almost can create a friendship now mm-hmm. where as before you really want to be, you know, the parent and the role model and and all of that. Now it is turning into that, um, you know, friendship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, well, tell us a bit about like what it was like to navigate co-parenting. Tell me more. <laughs> you know, I think the real challenge is um, just different parenting styles and different personalities. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like probably hardest on the kids because they have to go back <clears throat> back and forth between two totally different households that have different rules, different expectations and things like that. So um, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. But I think that, um, I mean, my hope is that both households have their own important things to teach the kids so that they actually end up being maybe more well-rounded because they've had four parents instead of two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe one day I'll ask them how they really felt about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As you enter later in this yeah. friendship yeah. phase. Or they'll exactly. tell you them, like themselves, you know, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you did this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So what, tell us one moment um, in your earlier parenting that was really difficult that made you, you know, kind of question everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm an all-in kind of person, if you haven't gathered that about me yet. So um, even early on when uh, Darcy and I decided to to, uh, be together, it was, I wasn't going to be in the household just to be dad's wife or girlfriend Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, Like I'm a parent in this house. And they were very respectful of that, but, um, and and it was actually really good. However, when it came to things like field trips and, you know, doing some of those things where having all four parents want to do things that might, there might only be spot for one person and I'm the bonus mom. So you want to like be respectful of that. Um, I wanted to be, you know, in there like in a there. dirty shirt where, where sometimes um, that wasn't always welcomed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're my only children. I don't have biological children. And so um, this is what being a parent is for me. And so having to only be able to 
be part of certain things uh, was just challenging because I just, I wanted to be able to be part of it all. Mm -hmm. So it was learning to like when to take a step back and Mm -hmm. be okay with not being in it, you know? Right. So you can kind of relate um, like on the not being for like Halloween, right? Because we always did Halloween together and this year you didn't have your kids. So I was even affected. I'm like, what the heck? Right. Like, where yeah. are your children? Because we did Halloween. Uh, but because, you know, you're mm-hmm. going through a separation, it was like, it was hard on on me. And I'm like trying to be, you know, my kids are like, why is th- like, you know, we're always going together and I'm trying not right. to, I'm like, I don't know how to answer this. Like, I'm just like, well, they're with their dad. Da, 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 da. Well, why can't they just come with us? I'm like, yeah. because they just can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just can't. Yeah. Right. So I can totally, you know, see, and you know, there was some yeah. emotion around that as well. And I, it was I'm sure it was much harder for you, Alex, than it was for me. But it, for us as right. friends who, you know, we were friends from the beginning. Our kids have been friends from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It affected my family as right. well. So yeah. I can just imagine like, you know, feeling a little, you know, left out. Left, yeah. left, left out yep. Yeah, know? for sure. So, yeah, it's... It's like you just need to take what one day at, day a, time, at a time and mm-hmm. one like step one foot in front of the other and just mm-hmm. always try to be make the best decision with the information that you have at the time and um, try to re- remember that the kids are struggling through this too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I think that is like what you're saying is so hard. Like knowing that you do have to be, when you're the person who's like, okay, I'll be the bigger person and step back in this case or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But knowing that, okay, you're doing it for the kids, but then still navigating your own emotion, yes. right? About like you're saying, like, well, I want to be in there. Like, yes. I like yeah, you doing have to the field trips, but... You have to get over yourself a yeah. bit in those moments and just try to remember the what's really important. And So what yeah. tools did you use during those times? Did you, you know... Like, I had a lot of baths oh, yeah. where I like just, you know, when you need some zen yes. moments mm-hmm. away from... The chaos. Um, I never actually liked baths until I needed time to like <laughs> get Lock through yourself something. in a room. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, you know, going to talk to someone. I, I think that there isn't a person in this world who wouldn't uh, benefit from that for something in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and always just trying. I'm a fairly optimistic person, so mm-hmm. just trying to look on the bright side and uh, know how resilient I am. That. Mm-hmm. I can get through hard things. And even though this is hard or this sucks right now, that tomorrow or next week is is a new day and um, this isn't forever. Mm-hmm. So let's try to make the most of, of some of those situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree with having somebody to talk to. Oh, for uh, sure. I never, you know, thought I would be that person. Mm-hmm. But now that I have a person mm-hmm. that I talk to, yeah. um, now it's every two weeks. I feel like I need to have her on speed dial sometimes. Mm-hmm. I want to do, but it is, it has changed my life. It has changed our family dynamics. Yep. It has changed the relationship with my husband. For sure. So, and now we're going to work with my relationship with my mom. Mm. I love oh. my mom uh, very much, but we have very different parenting styles right. and she lives with us. Uh. And, you know, um, yeah, I am the only child. So... Everything is a reflection of, you know, her parenting, right. but it's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That would be tricky. (laughs) Right? So yeah, just navigating that piece because having your parents move in Mm -hmm. and then we had loss at the beginning of the year. So dealing with that and now having just one parent, there's a lot more relying on me. So Mm -hmm. if it's not, you know, mommy, 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 it's Isa. Isa, right. Because my mom calls me Isa. So there's always somebody needing me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I just to lock myself in a bathroom. There yeah, that's right. I do take baths. <laughs> yeah. I lock myself. Uh, and yeah, but they're still knocking. What are you yes. doing? Right. Can so, I come in? No. When are you going to be done? No. Please <laughs> leave me alone for the love of God. For the love of God. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so navigating those um, yeah, challenges is is important to have somebody mm-hmm. that actually has an idea of what the heck. Even just to be able to say some of the things that are in your head out loud to somebody. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it might not even be what they have to say back to you. It just is like having somebody to like get all of this out. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I told, I journal too. I learned how to journal and mm-hmm. uh, I told my husband, if you ever find my journal, and you happen to read it, please don't. But if you happen to read it, just remember that that was the moment I was feeling and I was in the shit. I was in mm-hmm. the weeds yeah. and I just needed to get it out so that it's not poisoning me on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's out. It's done. This then is you can not, move on. Yeah, how I can I move on. And this now. is not yeah. necessarily how I feel right now. Yes. Because I went back to my journal and um, I read some of the stuff and I was like, holy man, this is some dark, deep, <laughs> like nasty stuff. I would never want anybody to read right. it, hear it or any of it. But I am complete with it. Right. It's on the page. I might just burn it. <laughs> you, you know, Danielle uh, Laporte, she had this post once about burning her old journals. She was like, she's all about journaling. And then she was like, one day I thought to myself, but why am I keeping all this stuff? Mm. So she had like a journal burn fest and mm-hmm. she just... Burned all the stuff. Yeah. There you go. Next, yeah. Next, uh, let's not sugarcoat it. We'll have a burning event. <laughs> we'll have a burning event. Everybody bring your journal. <laughs> Everyone bring your journal. Oh my God, yes. And then we'll write all our darkest, deepest thoughts and burn them. <laughs> so, um, tell me, Pam. Uh, since we're I'm on like the topic. waiting in anticipation. No, I'm <laughs> waiting for, because, you know, we're on the topic of parents and yep. grandparents. What are some of the things that your parents taught you that you brought and still used with your parenting style? Did you catch yourself using some of this? Well, yes. I think I think my fa- I grew up on a farm mm-hmm. and like working hard was like the only answer. Mm-hmm. And um so I think that uh maybe things are a little different now. Mm-hmm. And but in my head, that like working hard and go 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 that that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot a lot of times had to like sit back and go like not everybody is like me. Not everybody was raised like me. Mm-hmm. This can't be the expectation for everybody else. If I want to continue having that expectation for myself, that's fine. But you have to have real realistic expectations for your kids, your spouse, the rest of the people around you. Um, so that's probably the one that I struggled the most with because you just think, well, I would do it this way or, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I would do all of these things. Well, not everybody is the same way. So you need to figure out what makes other people tick and motivate them that way instead Mm -hmm. of just like, you have to go out there and 
work your butt off. Yeah. So is your husband like a type A go-getter like you? He is... No, I wouldn't say type A. Um, he works hard. That's a label but, you, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that totally is, that is spot on. Um, I think that if we both were, I don't think that it would work because I, that would be too much for one household, I think. Um, so he he is much more relaxed than I am. Um, but interestingly, we have so many of the same kind of like philosophies and, and um, just the way that we live life. And, and so, although I'm a little bit more neurotic, like I said earlier. Um, yeah, we really match very well. And um, it's very so important because otherwise you're like butting heads all the time. So um, yeah, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, nice. I think that's the same relationship with Lee and I. He's a little bit more chill, calm, cool and collected. And I'm like, ah, like, yeah. and I do still working on those like expectations because I would... I'm like, go, 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 mm-hmm. fast and furious. Let's get it done. No waiting around. And yeah. I do work with people who are not like that. Yes. And it it is a big trigger for me. Mm-hmm. And I am learning to navigate that right now. <laughs> it's, it's tricky. It is. Yeah. I've experienced that a bit in, um, in the chamber world because in, at Centus Automotive, um, if we want to like make a change or do something different or we notice that something, I don't know, we can just think on the fly and be like, you know what, we're going to try this and and see if we can make an improvement here. And we can just make that change and do it and uh, react either yeah. like that went well or we need to adjust a little bit more and then do it this way. But when you're part of an organization like the chamber, especially when you're on a governance board, mm-hmm. you don't get to get involved in the doing of things. And so I like struggled hard with that Mm -hmm. because I would see that something needed to be done, but I'm not technically allowed to do it. Um, So if you want to do those things, you have to be a staff member to do operational type things. And, and I'm an operational person. I'm like, okay, well let's, (laughs) let's just do this. Yeah. Uh, So trying to like in different circumstances, like, turn that side of me off a little bit and try to focus a bit more on the bigger picture strategy type things, mm-hmm. but definitely does not come naturally naturally to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. It's, I am definitely a doer. Yeah. You know, I pl- like plan and then execute. Yes. And <laughs> yes. And when things are not, you know, the processes and the hoops and the amount of people that need to get involved. I'm like, why? Yes. <laughs> like, I just want to do yeah, it. it just, yeah. Let's just get it done. We would have been done months ago if we just started and yeah I know 100% sounds <laughs> like I agree uh, yes yeah, there you go um yeah so being the woman of the year and doing all those kind of things and then coming into uh the world where it's more male dominated tell us a little bit about how you wiggled your way in there what are some of the struggles I will have more but I will hmm. stop there okay, okay. <laughs> I have to remember one. seven questions. Yeah, that's why I'm like, no, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, because I think uh, growing up on a farm, my dad was like this, get in there and work hard. You have to have a good handshake. He just was, I don't know, he just mm-hmm. taught me that type of work ethic. It didn't, none of that other stuff came into play. I just mm-hmm. went in there and was the hardest working person on the team. Mm-hmm. And willing to do whatever. So it's not like, well, that's not on my job description. I'm not going to do that. 
um, when I first started working at the dealerships, uh, we needed somebody to pull the weeds in between the dealership and another business because the president of the company was coming and of across Canada and couldn't find anybody. So I went home, got my weed whacker and put on some detail uniforms, <laughs> some coveralls and went and did it myself. Um, and then, you know, one time we needed to rezone a piece of property. We owned a residential property that we wanted to rezone to commercial. Not one single clue how to do that, but I'm just, I'm okay getting in there and f working through that feeling of like that, of not knowing what you're doing and that uncomfortableness, mm -hmm. whatever the word is. Um, so I just go in and work hard and figure it out. Yeah. And so this company has is just amazing that it doesn't matter who you are, what your title is, if you have that type of work ethic and ability to just do whatever needs to be done, then the path kind of made itself. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very grateful for that. And um, actually, Tracy Medvey, um, she is... I can't remember exactly, president of the of Kelowna Flightcraft. Uh, that might not be exactly right, but uh, she's very high up there at Kelowna Flightcraft. And um, at the Women in Business um, conference that was like a month ago, we asked that same question, like, how did you navigate this uh, male-dominated industry? And she kind of said the same thing where it's like... Oh, yeah, you, she did. You just, if it doesn't matter to you, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter to them. And I think in a lot of cases, you have one bad egg or something mm -hmm. who makes things challenging. But if you if you go in and just everybody, you know, doesn't make yeah. a difference, then in so many cases, it doesn't actually make a difference to them either. So you just keep going and doing the very best, giving 110%. I don't, I pretty much don't do anything that I don't want to give 110% to. Mm -hmm. So makes it easy to kind of find your way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I, uh, in my previous life, I had a, a interior de design company and it was very much male, like dominated. You're mm -hmm. working with the trades. And right. I, I found that when you came in hard, you know, as a woman to stamp your ground, I'm mm. the boss, you didn't get... Um, very far mm -hmm. you needed to use your softer side right um to get what you want mm -hmm. really at the right. end of the day we're, we're we're there yes you know doing right. the things that we need for our clients and for the company so yeah i do i do feel like what you're saying if you don't care and then if somebody comes and steps on your toe then you let them know mm -hmm. but yeah interestingly i was at a seminar on friday and um one of the other like students in this class was asking, it was about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions was like, what do I do when I'm in a meeting and the, my male manager is asking or like interrupts and starts talking over me. And um, I mean, I would just say like, Hey, sorry, can I just finish my thought? But for some people being able to just say that simple thing yeah. isn't that simple mm -hmm. and they get all worked up and then they don't know what to do and don't know what to say and then they make it a bigger deal and then it becomes something that it doesn't need to be mm -hmm. and so yeah 
I mean, it doesn't matter right. who, who was interrupting or talking over me. I would have said the same thing. Yeah. If it was a woman or if it was a man. Exactly. Right. I see what you're saying. And then it can turn into a bigger deal if someone's like, oh, but it was this male who interrupted me and then blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Right. Have you ever gotten emotional? That's a big thing. Oh, yeah. Like, Good question. Emotional. 100%. You know, because like a lot of people... Um, say, oh, you know, girls cry. You get so emotional. I mean, we are emotional curators. That's how we release our stress and, yeah. and we don't um, do other things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. I'm, and again, I don't think that it's, maybe it is because I'm a girl, but I mean... If that's an emotion that I'm feeling, mm -hmm. I just think that's because that's an emotion I'm feeling, not necessarily because I'm a girl. So I think one of the things that people say about me, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, is that I'm authentic. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to BS anybody. I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. So if being emotional in that moment is how, <clears throat> how I feel, then I I feel that. However, sometimes you have to know when might not be an appropriate time yeah. where you need to use your own strategies on like what what else could you do in that situation um, so that it turns out mm -hmm. the best for you. So one of the things that I've coached some of the other female employees on is that, you know, sometimes you do get all worked up and like having a conversation with somebody in that moment might not be the right time. Yeah. So you need to go for a walk around the block. You need to go grab a coffee. You need to like not de deal with it at all today. Maybe mm -hmm. that's a tomorrow thing. Um, so I think just knowing when, like what the circumstance yeah. is and knowing how best to handle it. Mm -hmm. But I'm, yeah, I'm... I'm recognizing when the conversation is not going to go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. And then taking a moment and taking a, a, a break. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. That is for sure. The One of the power of communication things that we talked about is knowing when to say, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Let's take a break, but then have a time on when we're going to come back to right. it yeah, and not uh, then go away and percolate mm. on how you're going to cut that and person win. Yeah. and yeah. win, right? And right. just take a step back and say, okay, where are they coming from? How am I contributing to this uh, breakdown? And what kind of breakthrough um, can we have? Yeah, what can be done to... Yeah. Get a resolution. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Not prove your point. Or, yeah. 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 Which is hard to do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the barriers you're facing today? Like in, in like at work, like, you know, with being on top, being at your prime, what are like some of the challenges that you're facing that, you know, you didn't expect to be facing? I don't know if I didn't expect it, but because I'm a person who's like, yep, absolutely, I, I can take that on. I, yep, I will figure that out. You you get to a point where the amount of sheer tasks that you have to do is a bit overwhelming. So like trying to make sure that you find that, like that you're the most efficient and you're doing things in a way that you can actually get um, all of the things done that you need mm -hmm. to get done. Um we say uh, eating the frog. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but there's some tasks that you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's like Taxes. on your, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's on your list like every day for like three months. You just move and, it over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just like so much weight on your shoulders. And so we have a saying, I, we learned it at some training like 10 years ago that you eat the frog, get it over and done with first. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like so much lighter and more kind of energized to do the rest of the things. So um, I also didn't expect to 
have so many, uh, I mean, I never thought that I would be part of the chamber, let alone be the president. Um, so trying to find the balance of making sure I make up enough time that I'm taking away from work to still get my all of the things that need to be done um, and try not to have it take away too much from, you know, family life and mm-hmm. trying to find that balance of doing all of the things at 110%. Um, it's tricky, but yeah, right. it is um, super rewarding when you're feeling like you're kind of on top of things. And then you have weeks like I had last week where I was like exhausted. And at the training I went to on Friday, this lady played some video and I burst into tears, like just exhausted and crying for no reason. Right. So um, then I spent the weekend, you know, trying to recharging (laughs) um, and trying to get back on track. So just trying to like find the balance Mm -hmm. of doing all the things and still being not an empty cup. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, you look on fire today, so you must yeah. have forgotten. <laughs> Feeling much yeah. better. Feeling better. You know, um, going to the gym has, I mean, I want it to do things for my body, but I think what it really does is helps me get through things mentally. Mm-hmm. And when I stop going to the gym, that's when I can feel, I don't know, I have... I'm not as light. I'm, you know, thinking mm-hmm. I'm not as optimistic. I'm not feeling as resilient. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's, I have to get up an odd, ungodly hour to get to the gym, mm-hmm. um, it's so important to be able to stay on top of things and feel like I'm not going to pass out. Right. Yeah. I think that's like why it's such a thing now too in like, if people are depressed, it's like one of the first things that's prescribed to someone, right? It's mm-hmm. like on top of all the other stuff, like, are you exercising? Yes. Because it's such a mental like uplift. Right? You don't you don't even really realize it. I've noticed it last year. Um, it was actually at the chamber social. I just was talking to one of the directors and I just said, like, I'm feeling so like I yeah. don't oh, you know, you just feel so heavy. Yeah. And um in that conversation, I realized that I hadn't been to the gym for like a month. Mm -hmm. And so instead of like making excuses and feeling crappy, um, I'm like, you know what? I just need to get back into it. And so the next day got back into going to the gym. And I mean, at the time I was going three days a week and it just, I don't know, makes things, Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to get through things, even if you have to get up early to get there. Yeah. Yeah. When we were going all the time at six, you go a lot. Yeah. But I felt like it was so... Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It sets me up for the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in that slump right now. I actually went today. I, I said, that's it. Enough yes. is enough because it's been over a month and a bit. I mean, I had a kidney infection, then I Ugh. got a tattoo and then I got the cold and then it, and then now we're here. Yeah. But this weekend I felt sluggish. I felt just not myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like this negative talk in my head yes. where I beat myself up, started yeah. up. Yeah. Um, you know, the wheel started turning, yeah. that hamster went back on. I'm like, oh no, you're getting off yes. the wheel today. <laughs> yeah. So I went today Good. and I already feel so mm-hmm. much better. And I do, I know 6 a.m., like some people think it's like super early, which is, is but I go to bed also, you yeah. know, with the children. Yes. Uh, you know, 9, 9.30, I'm in bed. So getting up at, you know, 5.20, I have a 5.20 club, 5 a.m. 20. Mm-hmm. Um, uh so, yeah, I do feel a lot, I can do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, 
I actually get up at 410. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm most productive in the morning. And so I like do a load of laundry. I empty the dishwasher, take the dog out, put my makeup on. I actually go to the gym looking like this. Oh. <laughs> uh, only for the simple fact that if I had to like actually get ready after the gym, I probably wouldn't go because then I'd get to work too late. Um, but I feel way more productive in like the first two hours of the day. And most people are still sleeping. Yeah. Um, but I, there's no chance that I could do it after work. After do you put sp- it bed early? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say if I make it to nine o'clock, I'm lucky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, you are superhuman. Yeah. 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 My so mother-in-law how- used to get up at 4am too. Like she's done it for years. She's always gotten up at 4am. Mm-hmm. And she says like she does the most work between four and six yes, for sure. Exactly. But I was just always like, whoa. But she, I think she goes to bed at like eight o'clock. Yeah. Sometimes 7.30. Yeah. So yeah. how does that affect your, so your marriage, right? Because I mean, like I see you, you're at our, you're like all the events. Right. And then you come home, you go to bed, then you get to the gym and you're working all day. Well, my husband works from home and uh, because if I go to the gym in the morning, I'm at work by 7 a.m. So I can, I'm home between three and four most days okay. oh. uh, on the days that I don't have events to go to yeah. and just try to like schedule dates in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, try to like carve out some time. Yeah. To make sure that we stay connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. But you know, how did you two meet? Plenty of fish. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> woo woo. Amazing. He oh, might yeah. kill me for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that like one of the first dating yeah. apps? It's yeah. funny because I used to shoot weddings. I had a photography company. And when I first, when I shot my first wedding, and you know how people tell their, their stories, how did you meet? Mm-hmm. And they said, plenty of fish. Yeah. The whole room was like, oh, yes. it was such taboo. Yeah. It was like, you know, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I'm going to be guilty as charged. Uh, I even went and I talked to, you know, my boyfriend. Maybe he was my husband then. Uh, going, oh my gosh, they've met right. online. Yes. How dirty. No? <laughs> well, because they were right? so hard. Like back then it was weird, but now that's how everyone meets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it like it just how quickly it yes. became the norm and meeting people, you know, now, when we say, well, we met the old way, we actually met at a bar. People are like, oh my God. Yeah, no, that's the weird <laughs> way. I mean, we should have invented weird... it and then opened a winery too. Damn it. Yes. What were we thinking? Oh my goodness. Yes. Crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. so funny. Oh, wow. yeah. So, what do you like to do for fun besides going and doing events and speaking at things <laughs> and eating crab? Yeah. yeah I mean, good. those are all on the list. Um, you know, I've just always been a worker. And so I really enjoy like quiet being at home time, mm-hmm. um, spending time with the family and the dog. And But I'm not like doing sports or going skiing. I like to find ways to connect with girlfriends, even outside of some of these other events, mm-hmm. um, being intentional about, um, especially after COVID, I'm like, okay, hey, well, we need to make sure that we're like pre-scheduling, okay, like once a quarter, we're going to do this. And yeah. then the next quarter, we're going to like in that meeting or meeting in that uh, like dinner or whatever, we're mm-hmm. going to like schedule the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, I think the people part is what I find fun outside of doing all of the rest of the people, people part. Them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, tell the people the fun fact about your glasses. How many glasses oh, oh, do you yes. own? She likes to match her glasses to her outfit. She looks Look amazing today. Yeah. Um, okay, so about, I was probably like 
14 years ago or so. Um, I mean, I've worn glasses for a long time, but um, I discovered Clearly Contacts and um, glasses were like $10. Mm. And so like, why wouldn't? And I had some uh, glasses coverage through work. So like you could get a lot of glasses for $10 coverage. And so um, over the years, I probably collected 70 pairs of glasses and all different colors and styles. And and um, then like six months ago, I discovered pair eyewear uh, online and you buy one pair of glasses and then you just get different color toppers. It's the mm-hmm. best thing ever. Now I only have to have one pair and then I can have all of my toppers oh, yes, in, <laughs> in my car door. So that I'm like, okay, what am I wearing today? Green. All right. Now yeah. I have I green glasses. Um, I have a promo code if anybody wants yeah. to <laughs> save some money. Um, but yeah, I mean, my husband wants laser eye surgery. He's like, wouldn't you want to get that too? And I'm like, no, this is my fashion accessory. This is yeah. who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I do like my, I didn't get about 10 years ago, nine years ago, laser surgery and I was blind as a bat mm. and because I do do sports, you know, yes. snowboarding in the winter and we lived in Edmonton. It's a pain. And yeah, going outside minus 30 mm. and with glasses, even Foggy. to shovel the sidewalk, like mm. you cannot see, right. you know, yeah. so it was either contacts or I remember one time I fell asleep with my contact lenses and then I wake up and that feeling of, oh, I can see and I actually thank <laughs> God. For giving me my sight back. <laughs> and then the pain of the dryness kicked in. I'm like, oh, no, shit. Oh, that's that's, that's just my contacts. contacts, right? So that's when I was like, no, I really want <laughs> that's to funny. have. And then my husband would play games. Like I would leave my, you know, leave my glasses somewhere. And I would get my nose down right. to the surface and <laughs> scan and he would like move, move them. Right. So then I'm like, okay, we're it's time. I'm, it's it's time. time. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But <sighs> it is what it is. We do what we, what we yeah. need to do, but I do love the glasses on you. I sometimes, you know, want the fake glasses. Yeah. My children buy the fake glasses because oh, yeah. it's it, they're trendy. Totally. Not like when I was back in the day. No, was and they were like nerdy first, back in the day. Literally my my they were like the <laughs> take size up your whole of face. A, yeah. And yeah. when I smiled, my <laughs> cheekbones would move them up <laughs> and down. So yeah, <sighs> the glasses awesome. were not in my in your in my favor. future. In my yeah. yeah. Well, even now I look back at the the glasses that I bought 14 years ago. I'm like, oh God, I would never wear those now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, give us some words of wisdom <laughs> to women who, you know, are striving or wanting to become a success like you. Um, I, the best thing that I can say is just do something, just mm-hmm. start. Um, I didn't join the BC Cancer Foundation's Discovery Luncheon because I had like a major passion for that. Although one in two people are going to get cancer. So it's like, you, that's something that most people should be passionate about trying to give back for. But that's not why I did it. I got told, basically voluntold to do it. And then you create this passion for something that you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. So um, I spoke at the uh, Kelowna Women in Business kickoff event this year. I'm not sure exactly when it was, but um, 
I think people feel like they have to have it all figured out and they have to be really passionate and they have to, you know, have all the answers, but that it, you don't, you just do one thing and then that leads you to the next thing and the next thing, or it doesn't because you, you figure out that you don't actually want to do that. And then you just do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, building connection with people, showing up to events. Um, one of the th- best things that I ever did was show up to a networking event by myself, which scared the crap out of me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I do not want to do this. I am not going to know anybody. What am I going to say? I was like, hmm, I didn't, did not want to do it. But um, Nikki Check was the president of the chamber at the time. And she said, that's your job. You need to show up by yourself. Don't have a wing woman or man to be your support system. Go there and talk to the members. That's your job. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the beginning of... Uh, knowing that you can do hard things and do things that make you feel uncomfortable and you get through it and you feel so much better on the other side. And so um, lots of people don't show up to things because they're uncomfortable or, um, you know, they don't know anybody and they don't know what they're going to do. Just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's lots of other people in the exact same situation as you. Um, or, you know, reach out to somebody who can be your safe place. And so that's kind of why I created this whole ladies happy hour thing, because there's so many people who find networking and like finding that connection really awkward. And this way, this like genuine, no agenda, no like, here's my business card kind of Mm -hmm. thing, just like genuinely getting to know people and creating that community. You feel like you can take on the world when you know that there are people like cheering for you in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I like that. I, I love that networking event too, where you have the different colors. Oh, yeah. And you know, Kareen, how she definitely is a good networker. So yes. the one day I went and she was there and she's like, well, I put it half the color so that the people who are intimidated still feel like I'm approaching. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is oh, so, so funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Having like, if you write your name in blue, you are like a natural networker. You find this super easy. And if you are uh, not a natural networker and you're only here because you're forcing yourself to be, then you write in green. And then basically, um, one one lady I knew was really uncomfortable. And she had said, like, thank you for saying that um, this is something to help get you at the next event to, like, know a couple people so that it just becomes more comfortable. Um, so she's she's written in green, and she was talking to somebody, and that conversation naturally ended. And then that person walked away to talk to somebody else and she's standing there like you could just see this look of like terror on her mm-hmm. face like what's next and then a blue person can you know zoom in and rescue her Aww. and so yeah, like just to try to make it comfortable for everybody mm-hmm. yeah yeah i do yeah. like what you said about you know taking chances and being able to reinvent yourself because we sometimes get stuck in this is what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and there's this fear of you know, taking a chance and having faith in yourself Mm -hmm. that you can actually do the things you're passionate about. Right. Or you can at least try. And like, I always say that even for my team, let's try something new. Mm -hmm. And if we, if it doesn't work, that isn't failure. That's, we learn something new Mm -hmm. and we pivot and, you know, go to the next step. So we learned that it's not working for us. So now we got to change it and take something else. Yeah. You either win or you learn. Yeah. And I love that saying where there's like no, there's no failure. You have to, you have to, 
you know, go through those stumbling blocks mm-hmm. to get to the other side. And man, the other side is so good. Mm-hmm. But you have to like get through that being uncomfortable and going outside of your comfort zone to get to that other yeah. side. And find really what it is that you truly want. Because like you said, you went to school for education and, you know, one year in, you're like, nope. Yeah. And that's okay. But mm-hmm. most people will stay yeah. in that career and not take the chance because it's like, oh my gosh, I did that. Or well, I put all the money yes, into yes, it. That's I did what my family things. said. Yeah. Like you just spent the last seven years of your life going to school, spending the money, like, oh, like you're, that's yeah. such a waste. But it never is a waste because all of that experience gets you to where you are mm-hmm. today. And I mean, I didn't know that I was going to like automotive either. But at the time I was like, oh, what am I going to do with my life after I spend like a decade basically planning to be a teacher? Um, But you just try some things until you find what works for you. And thankfully, I I think my lucky star is that I somehow found automotive and it became a really great uh, place for my life and my career and and. You know, I yeah. they'll be kicking me out. I don't plan on going anywhere else. <laughs> She's so. not I leaving. If you I think it was your, you know, your attitude towards yeah. hard work and your dedication that somebody saw something in you and took a chance. But you then, but you proved that to them. Right, it was you. Yeah, right. So, but the main thing is that I knew that, like, I wasn't enjoying the teaching thing. Yeah, right. and so when you know it's wrong, then. Even though it's a scary thing to be like, hey, I'm going to quit this career that I just spend all this time trying to achieve and I'm going to go and work in automotive. Like if if you would have told me, you know, more than 15 years ago that that was going to be a great idea, I would have been like, no way. But you just... You never know and little and and you, just you take, a take a chance that action and that yeah. and you know like have you ever read Marie Forleo's book where she says that like she has a story sort of similar in the beginning where she's like she had done all this stuff she had prepared for something and then she says to her dad I hate it I'm gonna quit and he's like what do you mean you're gonna quit and she's like I don't know but I'm gonna figure it out and then the whole thing in her book is like yeah. how everything's figure outable yes. and she built this empire from that moment yes. because she was like all I know is I hate it and I need to take action to get out of it yeah. or this is my life and, and life then, is boom. too short for that yeah 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 that's how yeah we like we ended up in Kelowna I just told my husband I said uh I'm done we have nothing in Kelowna but I want a plane ticket to Kelowna a real and a four <laughs> sales sign on my house in Edmonton and we did that and then things just started opening up and the universe is like well here in here and and then you know July we were moving it's amazing like it's just you put it out there you take your chance and then yeah. things will just suddenly appear things that weren't available yeah because you didn't ask for them right. you didn't take that step yep so, you weren't open for them yeah, yeah. for sure well Kelowna's better because you're here oh yeah you. oh that was a nice thing to say that's so nice that's all oh no, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> and it's okay no to do that. I know, it's, it's okay to feel great. your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, All right. we have some... We have some rapid-fire questions. I knew I left my phone on for a reason. I mm. turned it off, but I do remember the first one, Hit. which was, is there something that, in in parenting, that you knew that you were like from your own like upbringing, you were like, I am not going to do that? <laughs> Oh, see, it's supposed to be rapid fire and my brain isn't thinking fast enough. Um, my dad was a uh, 
did not allow any freedom mm-hmm. um, and you feel absolutely smothered. Mm-hmm. Now, did I expect a lot of things and and kind of like we wanted hard work? Yes, but I didn't want to be a smotherer, you know. Mm. They need to be able to have freedom and make mistakes and learn and be their own people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can relate. I was in a household where I was not allowed, so I snuck out. Right. Uh, I don't want my kids sneaking out, mm-hmm. so... I am going to let them walk to Dairy Queen three kilometers down the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) I snuck out once and my dad came and found me. So that was the end of that. (laughs) And that was that. Okay. Well, what was the most important lesson you learned as a child? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, after talking about hard work all this time, Mm -hmm. that kind of is like the, the... thing that has led me through life. So I'd probably go back to that. I know that's not very creative, but. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, okay. Yeah. What is the best thing your parents ever taught you? You kind of mentioned something before, but what do you think the best life lesson they taught you is? Well, I grew up in a split family too. So um, my dad always said like, I'm not smarter than you. So like, you know, you ask your parents for help or can mm-hmm. you like, what's the answer to this or whatever? And he's like, I'm, I'm not smarter than you. You can figure this out. So like you said from the book, everything is figure outable. Um, also known as being a solutionator. Like mm-hmm. I can figure out anything. Um, so that's probably from my dad. And my mom is like the most thoughtful like caring person. And so, I mean, as a, as a teenager and whatever, you're very like egocentric. You're not really thinking about the people around you, but um, now trying to really be mindful of those around me and doing, you know, like remembering people's birthdays, simple as that. Like she had everybody's birthdays on the calendar and she would never miss a birthday wish. Um, So just trying to be a bit more, um, a bit kinder, a bit more, like going out of your way to to be connected to people mm-hmm. and show kindness. I love it. And then last question, what's one of the greatest uh, things that your children have taught you? Oh, that is a great question. I think that, uh, I mean, patience is definitely one of them. Um, but also, uh, I didn't know that I needed to learn this, but that we are all individuals and that... Um, they, even though uh, are only two years apart, are so different, are um, totally different personalities, interested in totally different things. And I mean, you learn about this stuff in like when you're a leader within a, within a company, but it's also so important to remember in your home where different things motivate different, uh, mm-hmm. your different kids and that um, it's important to really focus on what's, what makes them different. Mm-hmm. Love that. I, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We're going through the same thing. I'm twin identical. So mm. we're struggling with that identity and they are completely opposite. And Interesting. And yeah, they're fighting for their individuality. Right. And my parenting styles need to change. What we do with them needs to change. Mm-hmm. We're in this like evolution of what and who we're going to be for our children. Mm-hmm. How old are they? They're going to be 11 oh, on wow. December 2nd. Oh, hmm. so yeah. soon. So soon. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then we'll have teenagers. Yeah. But anyways, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank, thank you for you being here. so much for yeah coming and it's spending my pleasure. this time. Lovely as always. It was so happy, nice to learn about you. Happy yeah. to get to know you guys yeah, as well. you too. Oh, wait, where can people find you um, if they look for you? 
Um, Everywhere, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Um, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook yeah. and pretty open with that kind of stuff. And um, if there's ladies out there wanting to get some genuine connection, we've got Ladies Happy Hour coming up on Thursday, and we do it like every couple of months. Yeah. Um, that one of the best things about that is that it's less about me and more about everybody else connecting with each other mm-hmm. and supporting one another. So we have a whole list of all of the events that they are doing yeah. um, so that the ladies can go to each other's events and show up and support when it works for their okay. schedule. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, Until, until next, next time. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you feel more empowered, moved, and inspired. Be sure to check out the show's description and follow us on social media at Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. Also, check out our YouTube channel where you can view and subscribe to our latest episodes. What you have to say matters, so send us your feedback and ideas on what you'd like us to talk about so we can serve you better. And remember, motherhood is a team sport.